It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. And it is a Medal of Honor Monday. We've got a doozy for you coming up about an hour from now. Apparently, we all have to go vegan. I don't think that's going to work for me. We'll talk about that. We're going to discuss... Why are they better than us at politics? What are we dealing with when we deal with the American communists? Why all this apologizing, backtracking? We're going to talk about how you have to deal with them, and I have to deal with them tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. Stacey Abrams was caught maskless, and let's be honest, coronavirus or no coronavirus, there's never a situation where Stacey Abrams should be maskless. <laughs> What, Chris? It's fine. It's a Monday. It's fine. We got to snap out of this funk. All right, first and foremost, let's get something straight here. Here's New York Mayor Eric Adams. I eat a plant-based centered life. Let me stop you right there. No one cares. All right, I, I need... Well, I'll get back to it in a second, but I need everyone to understand something. I, I need you to understand this well. And actually, that's not, that's not fair. What I just did wasn't fair. I need vegans, vegetarians... People who do CrossFit, people who do some new diet, like the keto diet. I need, oh, vaccinated people. I need all of you to understand something, and it is critical that you understand it. Critical. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Another one. This will be offensive to everyone. Dog people. And I have a dog, and I love my dog, and I get caught cuddling with my dog and stuff like that, and the wife makes fun of me. But I look, dog people, I need everyone to understand those five things. What was that, Chris? Vegan vegetarians count as one. Vegetarians. Uh, I, I, did I say crossfitters? I hope I didn't say crossdressers. Okay, crossfitters. Uh, weirdo diet people like the keto people. Super vaccinated people. I'm talking about the ones that have gotten like 19 boosters. And dog people. All five of you. All of you. No one cares about what you care about. And even the ones you think do, they're lying to you. They're lying to you because you're so enthusiastic about it. They feel guilty telling you, I don't care. That is the reality. I'm not trying to be mean Jesse on a Monday. I'm trying to be nice Jesse. But this stuff... I eat a plant-based... 
Let me stop you right there. I already stopped listening. All right. The second I hear I eat, if the following words aren't some kind of queso dip you need to make, or I eat a deep fried Oreo or something, I already stopped listening. Okay. So the second you start out with, I eat a plant-based... Already not listening. This, this is how this conversation is going to go from now on. I eat a plant-based center. That's how that conversation's going to go. All right, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. No one cares. No one cares that you do CrossFit. I am thrilled that you now have shoulders, men and women, that look like a strong safety. I understand that. That's awesome. Good for you. That's awesome. Go do it on your own. I am thrilled you discovered with the keto diet that consuming less than a loaf of bread a day is good for you. That's awesome. Good work. But again, same thing applies to you. I eat a plant-based... Oh my gosh, I don't care at all. Do not care at all. And, and I know a lot of people are going to take this rough, but it's a Monday. I'm in a mood. Your dog. I know you love your dog. I honestly, I'm ashamed to admit this. I love my dog. I do. I can't help it. He comes up and he puts his head on my lap and I have to scratch behind his ears. And it's it's, it's the way he looks at me. Okay. I get it. So I understand. But I also understand this. Other people don't love my dog like I love my dog. So when neighbors come over to the house, we don't let the dog run and jump up on them and do all the things to them that he does to us. Give him the little CNN check in the crotch. You know what I'm talking about like dogs do. We don't do that in the house. Social media. Pictures of your dog. You know what pictures of your dog are on social media? A gigantic billboard saying, I don't have anything interesting to say. That's what it is. I just had to get all that off my chest. Let's move on. Let's move on just one more time so everyone understands. I eat a plant-based centered life. That's how that needs to go. It's just, it's got to stop. Now let's move on here. We're moving. What, Chris? You gave me the soundboard. I, I thought we were supposed to. I, I, understand, I understand you regret it, Chris, but I have it now already. You know what? You know what I think whenever I hear how much you regret it? This is what goes through my head. <laughs> Chris, don't cut off. I had a dome laugh. They put a dome laugh for me right there in the soundboard. So now I can play it whenever I want. So now when something's funny, instead of laughing, I'm just going to go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> God, it's a genuine laugh, Chris. She's a genuine person. All right. She's a genuine per- All right. Now let's move on to something serious. This is going to be hard. It's going to be hard to wrap your mind around. It may be hard to accept. So allow me to put, allow me to put this this way. All the Joe Rogan talk now, and he's going to get canceled, and he's going to get fired, and what should we do and never apologize, and how do we handle Let me explain the reality of what we're dealing with. Let me ask you a question. If I was to say to you, hey, there is someone right now in your home who doesn't live in your home, and they're going through your stuff. What should you do to that person? You know what your next question to me should be? I mean, almost undoubtedly is. It should be this. Uh, okay, who is it? Because I could have just described your mother. She's in town. 
going through your cupboards looking to make you some dinner. Or maybe it's a hardened criminal waiting to harm you, your husband, your wife, your kids. What I'm saying is how you deal with the person who's in your home depends on who you're dealing with. What are their motivations? Your motivations don't change. It's your home. You're you. Your motivations remain. Their motivations, well, that that's kind of an important thing when it comes to figuring out how you deal with that person. There's a stranger in your home. They're going through your stuff. But it's your mom. Oh, okay. Well, I think I'll race home. My mom makes a good batch of fettuccine. It's probably going to be a delicious night tonight. Maybe she'll even make me the garlic bread with the hamburger buns that I prefer. Don't shake your head, Chris. There's someone in your home going through your stuff. Okay, who is it? It's a hardened serial killer. He's waiting for everyone to come home. Okay, go. I think I'll go home and shoot him. Who are you dealing with? What are their motivations? You see, everyone's out there talking about right now how you should never apologize. Don't ever apologize. And in case you're not up on what's going on, before I continue with my story, what we're dealing with, Joe Rogan, I already explained the podcast. You already know the deal. If you missed that, just go listen to Friday's show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. He has a huge podcast. You probably already know about that. He had a bunch of doctors on who said some COVID stuff that was outside of the approved stuff from the system. Ooh, so they got really mad at Joe. And then a bunch of communist activists, very well-funded ones, went digging through everything he ever said. And apparently, these are all way out of context, by the way, but apparently very out of context was Joe dropping the N-bomb on a bunch of his stuff. Like, you know, the thing. Yeah. saying the word uh, You've already said he is just like saying She's calling you a like this boy that he's a and starts calling them There should be a word like Okay. All right. Can I hear context what was going on was he uh saying something someone said to him was he quoting rap lyrics nope they just piled on it and boom the system came for him now now the race communists are all after him now even losers like brian stelter and jim acosta they're out there calling for rogan's head spotify promotes itself as just a platform you know where Anybody can put up their podcast, but with Rogan, they're paying Rogan uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars, reportedly $100 million for exclusive rights to his content, including these old episodes full of him using the N-word. Now, uh, listeners have noticed that several dozen episodes have been taken down. Apparently, those are the episodes that, that we've heard clips from today. So Spotify might be on a cleanup mission trying to erase some of Rogan's past, but will the company continue to stand by him? That's an open question. We have not heard back from Spotify. Right. I mean, Joe Rogan can continue uh, to host his podcast. If people want to listen to it, they can, but it doesn't. Okay. You get the idea. They're all calling for his job. So what did Joe Rogan do in response to this new launch of complaints against him? Well, I'm going to show you in just a second. Before we do that, though, listen, if you're stuck in a timeshare and you want out one, just understand you're not alone. This is the norm. It's a very normal thing. People get these timeshares. They get sucked in. Totally get it. It can be fun for a while. They get sick of it, or maybe it sucked. They want out. They find out they're basically stuck in this thing forever. And sometimes it gets passed down to their children after they die. That's how binding these things are. Lone Star Transfer, 
a family-owned company. They decided they were going to step in and do something about it. They've helped over 16,000 owners legally and permanently get out of the never-ending timeshare fees. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. 800 five-star testimonials. They guarantee release of liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. That's awesome. Free, no obligation consultation is yours at 844-310-2646, 844-310-2646, or online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Jesse Kelly returns next. I do not hate Rush, Chris. That's out of line. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I do not hate Rush. They're just okay. All right, even that song is okay. And now we're going to get blasted. The emails, I don't know that I've ever had so much hate after my Whataburger rant on Friday. You can remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all are welcome. Once again, Mayor Eric Adams had to do the thing, well, every vegan has to do. I eat a plant-based centered life. Oh, gosh. Please. No. Please. I, th- no one cares. All right? No one cares. Congratulations. Right, th- we're moving on. We're moving on. Back to Joe Rogan. In case you missed it in the opening, you already know he was under heat. He's been under heat for a week. He already came out once and apologized. I like Neil Young. I'm sorry anyone was offended. And again, this is not an insult to Joe Rogan. I know a lot of people who know him. I do not. We're not friends. But he's supposed to be a really good, decent guy. Seems like a really good, decent guy. But how you deal with people depends on their motivations, not yours. He already apologized once. And then this compilation came out of, this is decades ago, of him clearly saying things other people were saying to him. The guy's not some flaming racist or something, but this was the compilation. Like, you know, the thing. Yeah. saying the word. Why? You've already said he is just like saying she's calling you a like this boy that he's a and starts calling them. There should be a word like. Okay, so they took a bunch of hours and hours and hours of podcasts and spliced them up to make you sound as awful as humanly possible. By that, trying to make Joe Rogan out to be the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Chris, is it the Grand Wizard? Is that what the head guy's called? Oh, yeah. I can see why you might not know that, Chris. But could you find out? Is there still the, the Grand Duke or the Duke or the Grand Wizard? I don't know. I don't know. Look, okay. They tried to make Joe Rogan sound like a KKK guy. Right? It's what they sound like. I don't think it's Wizard of the Saddle, Chris. I... Uh, you know what, Chris? Never mind. Never mind. I'll, I'll find someone who's not Jewish to find out some KKK information for me. All right. Never mind. Back to this. They try to make Joe out to be a nightmare. How did he respond? Well, remember the question I asked at the beginning of the show. How are you going to handle someone who doesn't live in your home going through your stuff? Well, you have to find out who that person is. Is it mom visiting from out of town or is it a serial killer? Joe Rogan responded to the new N-word compilation video the left is attacking him with, and this is how he responded. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. 
It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. Okay. Now this, this is the hard part, probably for you. Not so much for me because I'm a soulless monster, but this may be hard for you. You understand you can't do that, right? You under you understand these people are evil. Truly, truly evil. You are dealing with communists. They're not interested in your apology. They don't even care even a little bit about what you said. There's not a single person out there trying to cancel Joe Rogan who actually cares about that stupid little compilation or about interviewing some doctors. They're all about destruction. The person inside of your home, they want to destroy it. They want to destroy you and it and everything. I, I don't just say this for radio. The communist, communism, it is not an ideology. It is a religion of destruction and domination. And here's what's wild about it. They are as devout to it or maybe more devout than you are to yours. They believe in it all the way. All it is is destruction. That's why they've managed to kill so many people. You realize communism's only been around about 100 years, a little bit longer, but only about 100 years really in government form. You understand the body count for communism in that 100 years? Staggering. Beyond any other ideology out there ever. Staggering numbers. How? How's that possible? How is it everything it touches gets destroyed? Let me tell you how it's possible. That's the idea. It's a religion of destruction. Everything they touch gets destroyed because they want to destroy it. We act as if they're just people who, well, just see things a little different. Well, maybe we can disagree on taxes. You're dealing with evil monsters who want to destroy everything you care about and will destroy everything you care about unless you stop them. Do you understand now? Do you understand this is why you don't ever apologize? But wait, there's actually more. By the grace of God, the right is finally coming around to that don't apologize to the mob thing. Praise the Lord for that. But that's not enough. We cannot play defense and win. That's still just defense. Don't apologize, guys. Okay, that's good. Yes, don't apologize. That's good. That's fine. But you know that's not enough, right? You know you have to say it again and double down again and double down again. And if it offends the communists that you had Dr. Robert Malone on to talk about the mRNA therapeutic, you know what you do? 
The next five days in a row, you have Dr. Robert Malone on to talk about mRNA therapeutics. You find what the communist hates and you feed it to him. You force feed it to him over and over and over and over again until he runs screaming and begs you for mercy. That's anti-communism. Forget never apologize. Triple down and feed him what he hates. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, we got Medal of Honor Monday coming up about 30 minutes from now. Uh, full disclosure, don't bother calling tonight. There are no guests. I'm not going to take phone calls. I'll be honest with you. There's probably going to be more of that in the future. No, it's not going to be every night. There are going to be nights where we do take phone calls. I already never take calls on Fridays. I don't take any guests on Fridays unless something major happens. I am probably in the future going to be reducing that number even more. Guests and phone calls. Why? Well, it's, it's, not, that, it's not that I don't value your phone call, but it's that I don't value your phone call. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's not that I don't value your phone call. It's that I really love me. What, Chris? I love me, and I think I am really the best, really, for the most part. So I'm just going to focus on me, really. So it's going to be, I have great news. This is an exciting announcement on the Jesse Kelly Show, now with even more Jesse Kelly. I think that's awesome, Chris. (laughs) Gosh, that's so arrogant and great. (laughs) Chris, when are we going to get the the portrait of me in the general's uniform in the office? Do we have an ETA on that? You're, you're working on that? Work faster, Chris. Gosh, don't don't wait for deals, okay? Please, we all know what's going on over there. We'll get you a coupon or something. All right, the, the communists. We've been talking a lot about it tonight. Why they came for Joe Rogan, how he screwed up by apologizing, how you have to handle it, how you have to double down. But here, look, this is a great example of who they are and what they are and why they're so much better at it than us. Matilda Cuomo canceled. Andrew's mom scrubbed from mentoring program she founded. Just stay with me. Obviously, former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's mom was Matilda. Even Andrew Cuomo's beloved 90-year-old mom, Matilda, has been canceled by her disgraced son's behavior, sources told The Post. State officials removed the matriarch's name from the website of a mentoring program she founded and oversaw after her ex gubernatorial son's humiliating departure from office over sexual harassment claims. Quote, it's a sad day when politics has gotten so ugly it would come down to removing the name of a 90-year-old former first lady, Matilda Cuomo. So on, so on, so on, and so forth. She founded the New York State Mentoring Program. It doesn't matter. It's probably just a big slush fund anyway. But she founded the New York State Mentoring Program. That's, That's not the point. This actually isn't even about Cuomo. It's not about Matilda. It's about the communists. Understand something. It's not just that they're never going to love you or they're never going to respect you. You'll hear a lot of people on the right will say that. I don't know why he apologized to them. They're never going to love anyone on the right. They're never going to respect anyone in the middle. I mean, that's, that's, that's true. Yes, that's true. But understand this. You need to really, really understand this. They don't love anyone. Or anything that doesn't exist within the communist system. It doesn't. 
again, an evil religion of destruction and domination. You know what I think when I look at all this news about Cuomo getting canned and Cuomo's book canceled, give back your money, mom's name getting struck off it. You know what I think about it? I think, well, yeah, that that's communism. You understand when Stalin took over after Lenin, and a lot of this took over, a lot of this happened under Lenin too, but when Stalin took over after Lenin, they changed the name of the secret police in the Soviet Union. You, everyone knows the name KGB. It's just one of those names that caught fire. But really under Stalin, the, I mean, the most horrible one was the NKVD. That eventually turned into the KGB, but all you need to know is that's the secret state police, right? Those were the ones who showed up in the middle of the night and took away your whole family and you were all in the bottom of a ditch by morning. And the NKVD, that's who they were. And one of, honestly, now I realize I'm a bad person, but I always take this as one of the bright spots. One of the bright spots about it is this, when you actually read through the history of it, and the same thing applied in Cambodia and Mao's Red Guard and... One thing when you read through it is all the NKVD guys, they all got shot in the head too. They would take, you know, they they would take an NKVD guy and they'd say, all right, you're in charge of, uh, you're in charge of the Ukrainian region. Soviet Ukraine, this is your job. You are in charge of this thing. Bring me dead bodies. And that's basically what they did. Remember during Stalin's great terror they weren't necessarily seeking out individuals. They would give quotas. They had the Soviet Union design, uh, broken up into regions, and they would just flat out tell the NKVD guys in that region, hey, uh, you better kill 20,000 people. Uh, but there aren't 20,000 guilty people. Uh, you better kill 20,000 people. Find 20,000 people. And then, of course, they would always try to kill more than 20,000 people, trying to make it look like they were as good a communist as possible. Now, that's all the ugly bad stuff. Here's the good news. They all got shot in the end, too. It's wild when you read the stories. The head of the NKVD, he presided over 200,000 dead here and 190,000 dead there. Eventually, he was usurped and arrested and shot in the head. Then this head of the NKVD comes along and he's going to put a stop to this and he's going to do even more than the last guy did. And then eventually, knock at the door, arrested, taken out, shot. You see, it's not that the communist will never love you if you're on the right or never respect you or never want to work with you. I mean, he won't. Don't get me wrong. All those things are true, but that's not what you need to take away from it. What you need to take away from it is this. He doesn't love anyone. He doesn't love anything. He worships the evil God of destruction. Everyone dies in the end. Everyone gets destroyed in the end. I don't care that you're Andrew Cuomo. You know how many wins Andrew Cuomo was delivered to the communists in New York? It didn't matter. And he didn't even wrap your mind around this. And this is a very common theme too. Remember, Andrew Cuomo didn't do anything that the communists would view as disloyal. Nothing. It's not like he had some big screw-up where he, where he said, I love Donald Trump, and then after that they destroyed him. You don't even have to, to sway from the communist religion for them to decide you're a heretic who needs destroyed. They're striking his mother's name off of buildings at this point in time. That's why they're better at it than us. You know that, right? And that sucks. I don't, I don't love that. That sucks. But that's why they're better at it than us. Because when they've picked somebody who needs to go down, he goes down. 
I want to make sure every single person on the right listening to the sound of my voice understands this. Andrew Cuomo and people like him, they didn't get taken out from the right. They got taken out from the left. The right doesn't take out anyone. We're busy being very, very principled. I'm a very principled person. And, and I would rather, you know what? I'm so principled, I want to hear about Eric Adams' diet. I eat a plant-based centered life. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't look. I can't. No one cares about your diet or your dog or your CrossFit or anything else. No one cares. I'm just getting myself fired up. Remember tonight before I forget, I have Dave Bratt on my TV show tonight. He is the Dean of Business at Liberty University. He's a former congressman. And I mean, you want to talk about right winger. This dude is a bloodthirsty right winger. I'm having him on tonight to talk about China. That's on my TV show. You got to go download the first TV app. It's free. Don't worry. It's all free. Just go download the first TV app and you get to watch me interview Dave Bratt. Watch me, Chris. It's a huge privilege. We did get quite a bit of pushback, I should say, over my food opinions on Friday. Let's just say the audience has once again proven you guys love food as much as I love food. And in cases where I insult your food, you get really, really mad. I'll get to that about 30 minutes from now. (laughs) But next, there's yet another controversy about a politician that isn't following the COVID rules. What's, What's happening out there? I will explain what's happening in just a second. But first, Oxford Gold Group. They will deliver gold to your front door. I no longer have to do any work to convince you about the value of your dollar going down. We just got groceries this weekend. We had to sit down again and say, okay, are we doing something different? What? Why is this so much money now? I know you know it. The value of your dollar is going down. Everything's more expensive. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door. And I'll be frank with you about this. And I really mean this. I hope you never have to use it. I hope that gold sits in your safe. And you have to basically hand it down to your kids. That's what I hope. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. That's my hope. But I don't think it's going to happen and neither do you. $30 trillion in debt. They're destroying the value of the dollar. Call Oxford. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take good care of you. They're easy to work with and they'll deliver gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. Say the joker to the thief. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, this song always makes me feel like I'm on patrol in Vietnam. Does it? What? It does. Everyone knows it does. It's that out of line. It does. It, I want one of those net thingies over the back of my neck, and I want to be swatting at mosquitoes. Oh, Gosh, the jungle sucks. I know I trained in the jungle, but let me be clear about something here. It was, yeah, it was horrible triple canopy jungle. But even while we were there training, we would say to ourselves all the time, how did the Vietnam guys do this? I mean, one thing I want to explain, and by the way, this is a political show. I just, I've got to, I get a little off subject sometimes, but one thing. The environment is so miserable. And that sounds weird because you can't put it into words, but you're wet and sticky all the time. And because this is so gross. Sorry, kids. I hope hope you're not eating. 
because you're wet and sticky all the time, man, what's a good way to put this? Your skin rots off. And I really genuinely mean that. You'll have, if you're out there for a few days, like uh, your waistband area, it'll just kind of start rotting off. I mean, when when you're in an environment where every time you stop, you have to drop your pants. Don't worry. This is this is not a Kamala Harris story. You have to drop your pants and you and your buddies have to examine you for leeches. Do you understand what that's like? And we, we were in no danger. I mean, beyond the cobras and tigers and everything else, we were in no danger. Uh, the whole time we're in this environment, just the environment ourselves, we brought it up several times. We said to ourselves, How did the Vietnam guys do this? The jungle is so awful, miserable. It's so hot. It stinks. You know something? That's that's something they don't tell you about is the jungle stinks. It's almost like you're walking through a landfill because the sun really can't get down to the floor if the jungle's thick enough. And so all that rotted vegetation, it doesn't go down to the jungle floor and just kind of dry up and blow away. It goes down there and just kind of composts. So you're just kind of walking through nasty, disgusting sludge. There are centipedes that are gigantic and cobras and it sucks and it rains all the time. And guys actually fought in that environment. But you, oh, on top of everything else, I'm not going to get sidetracked after we get back to Stacey Abrams and politics and all kinds of stuff. But on top of all that, you can't see. And I mean, you can't see anything. The everywhere is a new weird bush tree thing that looks like, I mean, somebody could be in there. I, I don't know. Should I be looking up? You can't see. Gosh, it would suck. It would suck. Anyway, that excites me. Remember, Medal of Honor Monday's coming up uh, like five minutes from now. Five minutes from now, we got another listener request. And look, your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, all of those are welcome to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And... If you have a Medal of Honor recipient you think we should read the citation for, send those in. We do love those. We have a huge stack of them. We don't throw them away. We save them. Send those in. And if you have a personal connection of some kind, friend, neighbor, father, grandfather, uncle, we love those too. We love those too. We are, it's not like we do a lot of good on this show. We're trying to do one decent thing, and that's honor these guys. So that's what we're going to do. Which reminds me, oh, oh, Tunnel to Towers, before I forget. I've told you before about Tunnel to Towers how they pay off mortgages for Gold Star families, how they build smart homes for injured veterans. You know, sometimes veterans need a stovetop that goes up and down, you know, a special shower, special stairs and stuff like that. They build these for veterans. Did I tell you about what they're doing in Florida, Chris? They have this huge piece of land in Florida. Actually, I'm not even sure I'm supposed to be bringing this up yet, but sorry, Tunnel to Towers. I think it's really cool, so I'm bringing it up. They have this huge piece of land in Florida. They're building not a home, They're building a subdivision for Gold Star Widows and their kids and a huge sweet pool and stuff like that for the kids and like an office complex area for the wives so they can get together and network and build stuff. They're building this for these Gold Star Widows free of charge. Where does your $11 a month go? That's what they asked for. 11 bucks a month. It goes to that. T2T.org. T2T. The number two, t.org, 11 bucks a month. I'm telling you, these guys are for real. I love it. I love it. All right. 
before we get to Medal of Honor Monday, let's just let's, let's recap what we've been talking about here for the first hour. It's been a lot of Joe Rogan stuff and how to deal with communist stuff because it's not specifically about Joe Rogan. Understand that this is about you. This is about me. And, and I've said this before on the show, and it is good news. It doesn't come across as good news, but it is good news. And this is what, I, this is what I'm, I've said several times. It doesn't matter how old you are. I know we have a bunch of really older folks that listen to the show. I know we have a bunch of kids listen to the show. does not matter your age. You will be dead before we see final victory over communism in America. It took them 100 years to seize control of all of your institutions. You will never see final victory. That is not bad news. That is good news. It is good news because you can put final victory out of your mind. If I have to uh if I have to climb a mountain and I know I'm never going to get to the top, I'm just trying to advance myself as far up as I can before I die, but I know for a fact I will never get to the top. Well, that's kind of a relief. I just have to learn to love the climb. You and I have to learn to love the struggle. The way the communist loves the struggle. Remember, because he worships destruction, he loves it. It's a blast for him. The only thing that brings him even the slightest amount of joy is destroying others. That's what brings the communist joy because that's his religion. You have to learn to enjoy fighting that person. And let's be honest about this. That's a good fight to have. That's a fight you should feel good about. If you spend your entire life being an anti-communist, fighting against these people with every ounce of your being, that's a good life. That's a good life. I, I've said this before. When Rush died, a lot of people on the right got really, really upset with the communists and how they were all celebrating when Rush died. Woohoo, he's gone. What a monster. You know, all the, all the things they say. Why? That's what Rush would have wanted. I, I'll tell you right now, to be honest with you, that's what I want. And look, I, maybe I get splattered on the way home from the studio tonight. Or maybe you have to suffer through this for another 50 years. I don't know. But eventually I'm going to die. That's the way these things work. And when I die, if the communists are celebrating and everywhere you turn, it's woohoo, Jesse Kelly's gone. What an evil scumbag. What a racist. What a misogynist. What a whatever. I'm so glad he's dead. Don't jump in and defend me. Don't get mad. Would you see the communists celebrating when I die? Sit back and put a big smile on your face and raise a glass of Jim Beam knowing that's exactly what I wanted. That is what I want. I want to make their lives so miserable that the day I leave this earth, they think it's some kind of a win for them. That's the kind of life I want to live. All right. Speaking of the kind of life I want to live, it is time for the only good thing we do all week. It is time coming up next, Medal of Honor Monday. I really, really like this one. Another user recommendation. Then I'll get to some emails. Then we have to talk about Stacey Abrams, maskless in a room full of school children who she hopefully didn't eat. All oh, that's coming up on The Jesse Kelly Show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Jesse Kelly show second hour of the Jesse Kelly show. Oh, and by the way, in case you missed it, this isn't some formal announcement. Okay. It's not some formal thing, but it's going to be a lot more common. We don't have any guests tonight. We're not taking any phone calls tonight. It's not that I'm never going to take phone calls. That's not what I'm saying. I just feel like more me is always better, Chris. What? I feel like the three-hour show should be full of me. (laughs) I will get to some emails, though, tonight. There are lots of good ones. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We're going to talk about Stacey Abrams getting photographed maskless with students and, and why that keeps happening and all that. But first, it is time for that part of the week. What part of the week is that? Every single Monday. For you new listeners, every single Monday, we read a Medal of Honor citation. Now, I want you to understand, there's nothing special about me doing this. These are all free. You can go look up every single Medal of Honor citation that's in existence. There's no charge to you. There's a bunch of free websites that do it. It's important we read these. It is important these men and their deeds are remembered. If we don't read them, if we don't talk about them, they're not actually remembered. Knowing they exist is not memorizing something. It's not remembering something. It's not honoring something. And we honor enough crap out there today. I think it's time, you know, we get in the tradition of honoring good things, right? So, without further ado. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. This is for Ronald Eugene Rosser. Corporal Rosser distinguished himself by... Oh, by the way, this is in Korea. This is 1952 in Korea. Corporal Rosser distinguished himself by conspicuous gallantry above and beyond the call of duty. While assaulting heavily fortified enemy positions, Company L, 38th Infantry Regiment, was stopped by fierce automatic weapons, small arms, artillery, and mortar fire. Corporal Rosser, a forward observer was with the lead platoon of Company L when it came under fire from two directions. Corporal Rosser turned his radio over to his assistant and, disregarding the enemy fire, charged the enemy positions armed with only a carbine and a grenade. Gosh. At the first bunker, he silenced his occupants with a burst from his weapon. Gaining the top of the hill, he killed two enemy soldiers and then went down the trench, killing five more as he advanced. He then hurled his grenade into a bunker and shot two other soldiers as they emerged. Having exhausted his ammunition, he returned through enemy fire to obtain more ammunition and grenades (laughs) and charged the enemy bunkers. What a beast. Although those who attempted to join him became casualties, Corporal Rosser once again exhausted his ammunition, obtained a new supply, and returned to the hilltop a third time and hurled grenades into the enemy positions. During his heroic action, Corporal Rosser single-handedly killed at least 13 of the enemy. After exhausting his ammunition, he accompanied the withdrawing platoon 
and though himself wounded, made several trips across open terrain still under enemy fire to help remove other men injured more serious than himself. This soldier's outstanding, courageous, and selfless devotion to duty is worthy of emulation by all men. He has contributed magnificently to the high traditions of the military service. Daggone, son. He made three trips. <laughs> can, can you imagine? Can you imagine if you're sitting back there? You're the ammo guy. And all of a sudden, Rosser comes back a third time. Hey, I know I'm a little shut up. I need some more ammo. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, I need a lot more than one grenade. All right. There are still a lot of Chinese communists up there I haven't murdered yet. And I've got a lot of work to do. So could you just, could you fill up my pockets? I don't want to have to come back down again. That hill is steep. <laughs> what a stud. Oh, gosh. All right. Before we get to Stacey Abrams, let's get to some emails. In case you missed it. Friday's shows are always a little different because we do the, uh, the Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays. Well, last Friday's, I was asked about Whataburger and fast food burgers, and I gave what I thought was a very legitimate opinion on everything. In case you missed it, it was a fun show. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com is the email address, but you can download the whole show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Well... Let me just say not everybody saw it that way. Dear Whataburger hater. One, first garbage Civil War takes. <laughs> Two, second, your completely unfounded takes regarding brisket. Okay. I don't have unfounded brisket takes. Don't do it, Chris. Don't cut the microphone off. Listen. It's not that good. It's after. <laughs> it's average. It's not more than average, okay? And three, he said your Whataburger hatred. I didn't have Whataburger hatred. I said you can get a good meal. I even told people what to order there. I said burger for burger. There is no comparison between a Whataburger burger and something like In-N-Out, all right? Anyway, the guy continues. There's only one logical conclusion. The Adonis of the airwaves is a commie in disguise. <laughs> Please go back to California, Stan, where you came from. Just kidding, but seriously, Whataburger is way better than you're giving it credit for, and you're making Michael Berry sad, my buddy Michael Berry. That's <laughs> not right. All right, on to something a little bit more serious here, because I did want to address this. This this may take me a little bit to get through this, so, so stick with me, all right? This was the email. Dear Jesse, I listen to you all the time and know how you make me laugh. But today you took me off guard. Why are you not happy with Tim Scott? He's always come across as a good person, intelligent guy. What am I missing? He didn't say I can say his name, so I won't say his name. All right, pause on that for a second. And one, let me get this out of the way right off the bat. Tim Scott does come across as a good dude and a smart dude. And in fact... Because you know, because I do this now, I end up with friends up there on Capitol Hill. I hear behind the scenes he's a good dude and a smart dude, and I'm not I'm not denying any of that. But let's just let's pause on that. Just take the Tim Scott stuff and fold it up neatly and put it in your back pocket for a second. Let me ask you something. I want you to picture this situation. I want you to picture you live in a hundred person village. 
You're in a village somewhere. Pick your village. Everyone has a village right now in their mind. Maybe it's an old Indian village or Aborigines, or maybe you're in some cottage in England somewhere. I don't, I don't know. But picture there's 100 people in your village, all right? All of a sudden, someone whips up a frenzy, and you run out and see what's going on, and all the people in the village are surrounding this dude. And you know what they say? They say, this guy here, this guy here was stealing all of our cattle that keep this village alive. This guy has to die. And you, you look across. No one else seems to be able to see this. And you just do a quick count and all the cattle are still there. So what they're accusing this guy of is not true because all the cattle are still there. Okay, well, let's just pause. Just stay with me here. And then let's say one guy in the village is always some hothead says, someone get a rope. Let's string him up. And then that, of course, generally, because crowds do stupid things, that leads to another guy who says, let's string him up. Let's hang him. Hang the cattle thief. Let's kill this guy now. Hang the cattle. And soon it's getting louder and louder and louder. And it went from one guy to two guy to 10 guys. And now it's 20 guys. Hang the cattle thief. It's everyone. And you, at some point in time, you say, yeah, man, I don't know about hanging him, but that guy's definitely a cattle thief. And then eventually, that guy is swinging from a tree branch in your village, and his feet stop twitching, and he's dead. Now, let me ask you. You. You said you didn't want to hang him, but... He also said he was a cattle thief, which you knew wasn't true. Are you partially responsible for his death? I say you are. Did you knowingly contribute to a false narrative that ended up with somebody dead? I say you did. You not only didn't defend him, you didn't even shut up. You didn't even do him the honor of remaining silent. You actually offered your voice to the chorus. Oh, I mean, I don't know about Angina, but he's a thief. All right, I'm going to read you a headline. Time to take that Tim Scott stuff out of, the, out of your back pocket again. This is a headline. I didn't make it up. 73 police officers killed during Biden's first year in office. That's the most on record. What's that have to do with Tim Scott? I'll tell you what that has to do with Tim Scott in just a second. But first, it's a dangerous world out there. I just read you the number of police officers killed. The number of people killed in America is going up, up, and up. The, number, the violent crime numbers are going up, up, and up. It is important you have something to protect yourself with. Not a phone to call the cops. Something to protect yourself with. Get a hero gun. Get one for yourself, your spouse, your children who are away from home. Oh, but Jesse, my wife, she doesn't like guns. Fine, fine. This is a non-lethal gun. It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. They will debilitate somebody. It's way more powerful than pepper spray. They explode on contact, and it's just brutal. She doesn't have to like guns. She can hate guns or she can love them. She can still use a hero gun. It has a laser sight on it. Anyone can use it. No concealed carry permit required. 
Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE and get one for yourself and your spouse. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. No, we weren't singing this in Jungle Training. Chris, absolutely, we were singing it in Jungle Training. No joke, we were. We always had a a little boombox with us, and that was back when we had CDs. We had all the old Vietnam stuff there because there's always some goofball in the platoon that has to play something absurd and make everybody laugh. Occasionally, that was me. But yes, it was. Yes, we were absolutely playing it and pretending like we were those Vietnam studs. (laughs) You hear that, Vietnam guys? Even Marines today, you may think you're forgotten. I'm telling you for a fact, Marines today look up to you. They do. What you went through is awesome. We love it. All right, back to my story. I got an email. Uh, I like Well, this was the email. Dear Jesse, I listen all the time. You make me laugh. But today you took me off guard. You're not happy with Tim Scott. Came across as good and intelligent. What am I missing? And I'm not going to recap everything I just said in the segment before. If you missed it, you can go download the podcast. But... If you know somebody is innocent of something, or at least you know he's not as guilty as he's being made out to be, and yet you contribute to a narrative and he ends up dead, you are partially responsible for that. 73 police officers killed last year. That's the most ever. Also, on top of that, the murders in America's 12 biggest cities, I believe, I think all 12, Through the roof, if not all-time highs. Those are poor people. Those are inner-city poor people dying in droves. Cops dying in droves. Poor people dying in droves. Okay, why? Because defund the police, Black Lives Matter messaging went mainstream in the wake of St. George Floyd's death. And as a result, plainclothes police officers were taken away in cities like New York. Some police departments were defunded, at least partially, taking cops off the beat, blaming cops. Cops are the enemy. Cops are the enemy. Cops are the problem in the urban black community. Did you know cops are the problem? Everything would be rosy here if it wasn't for the cops. It's all the cops. Okay, you can hate cops. That's fine. I, I get all the anti-police stuff people on the right are feeling today. That's fine. Have those. We can Look, we can have those discussions. That's fine. Pretending that the cops are the problem in the urban black community It's the most absurd thing in the world. And in the wake of St. George Floyd's killing, what did Tim Scott do? Tim Scott, instead of standing up and saying, this is ridiculous, cops are not the problem in the urban black community. Okay, one bad internet video doesn't mean all cops are a bunch of racist jerks. What did he do? He stood up and became the voice and face of federal police reform in the GOP. Now you can, look, maybe you're even a fan of that. Maybe you think we need federal police reform. Okay, well, you don't announce that at a time when cops across America are being demonized. You shut your mouth and wait until everything calms down and cools down, and then you bring it up where you can have a logical, sane discussion about things. But no, you didn't. You gathered up with everyone else in the village and said, Cattle thief! And soon he was swinging from a rope. I'm sorry, Tim Scott owns some of that. And I'll be honest with you, this is not unique to Tim Scott. This is why I hate James Lankford of Oklahoma. I despise him. This is why I've had his primary opponent on multiple times. I am actively trying to unseat a GOP senator in Oklahoma. I make no bones about it. We go rhino hunting on this show. 
We do. I am trying to unseat him. Why? Because when the chips were down and the communists were ripping down statues, instead of stepping up, standing up and saying no, James Lankford was the first one. Well, I mean, some of these military bases should go, guys. I'm just not very... I mean, yeah, this one was named after a Confederate general. Okay, there we have a lot of na- bases named after Confederate generals because after the Civil War, well, we had hundreds of thousands of Americans who'd spent years murdering each other, and we had to try to find some way to get this country back together and join as one nation again. And so that was done as an outreach to the South. The North won the war. That Yes, they could have absolutely abolished every Confederate general statue and replaced every military base name with a Northern general. And all that would have done was increase the bitterness in the South from what was already a bitter conflict that was fought for the most part in the South. That was done as a handout effort to bring the country back together. Now, I don't care whether you love or hate that. Almost undoubtedly, that depends on where you live. But that is why it was done. There was a purpose to it. It helped bring the country together. And if you're not, if you don't have the stones as a Republican to step up and speak honest truth about history and why that history happened and what's going on. If you're instead going to be a lickspittle who grabs your ankles for the rage communist mob every single time they demand a scalp, I don't have time for you. In the wake of St. George Floyd's death, if you were trying to blame the cops and you joined that narrative, you're gone in my mind. Well, we should change the military base names. You're gone. Who you are... When the chips are down and the wolves are coming is who you are. And I'll be honest with you about something. And I'm going to get to this Stacey Abrams stuff. I still have so much. I have Bill Maurer I have to play on the show. There's even a little Joe Biden. I've, I've got stuff to get to. I know I have a bunch of stuff to get to. Some absolute moron on ESPN. But we're going to get to all that in a minute. But I just have to say this. I get a lot of emails now from you. And I get a lot of text messages now from friends saying, hey, you were right about all the COVID stuff. You were right about all the COVID stuff. Because remember, I was the national voice from day one saying, uh, stand six feet away from everyone and put on a mask. That's the dumbest freaking thing I've ever heard. It sounds like something a toddler would come up with. That's insane. You don't stop an economy for, for a virus. You don't stop an economy for everything. The economy is the lifeblood that keeps your, your country going. And I, I remember Close friends, when I was saying that on day one, when it was announced, close friends were texting me saying, hey, man, are you sure about this? Hey, man, it's, are you sure? I don't know about that. It's, I'm hearing it's pretty bad. Okay. Well, that contributed to the narrative too. All that silence from the right when that virus first got here. Not just silence, sometimes flat out joining in with the lockdowners. All that silence, it had a cost. Who you are, what you say when the narrative is being set, that's who you are. That's what you are. It's everything. Are you somebody who goes along with it until the winds change and then you change direction with the winds and say, oh, this is too far? Or are you somebody who takes a stand when it's hard to take a stand? Time to start asking ourselves that question. All right, finally, Stacey Abrams next. Jack from the side. 
Jesse Kelly show, and don't worry, in case you were stressing it, I still have the soundboard. No worries at all. What, Chris? Oh, Chris, did I tell you I heard from mom later on that night? My mom listens to the show, but she doesn't listen live, right? So I get a text from mom, and she said, son, and I already know I'm going to get yelled at about something. I said, what? Mom, what? She said, the farting sound on the soundboard. And I said, Mom, it's not my fault. I blamed it all on you, Chris. I blamed it all on you. <laughs> oh, one thing before I get to the Stacey Abrams, no mass stuff and the Olympics and everything else. It's really weird. So we have the new studio thingy. Now, just to, say, just to lay it out for you, right in front of me. I have a microphone. You may figure that out. And then there's the big board thingy with all the sweet guns and stuff like that on it. And they are, they got me a cannon now. That's awesome. So we have a cannon and we have a bomb. This, these are Chris's jokes. That's what Chris's jokes do. Everyone at Chris's jokes do that. But beyond that, I have a desk. And then to my left, there is where I do TV. I do the TV on the same big table. It's this huge table. Whatever, whatever. And then I'm staring through the glass... And Chris and Michael, they're in there pretending to work. I know they're playing video games and eating, but they're pretending to work right now. Oh, I know. I know exactly what you're doing, fellas. You think I don't know, but I know. You're prob they're probably drinking beer. But off to my right, there's another area. Now, tell me this isn't weird. Corporate wanted this. These fancy corporate types wanted this. I find this to be weird. Off to my right, there's another window. This window leads to another room. That's my office. I told him I didn't even need an office. Why would I need an office? But there's an, an office in there. I'm, very, I'm a very important person. But there's an office. The window is there so they can create a seating area. So guests can come in and watch me. Watch me do radio. Why would somebody want to watch me do radio? I feel like I'm an orangutan at the zoo or something here. I don't understand what you would possibly get out of watching me do radio. I, Chris, I feel like that's going to be weird. If that actually happens, I feel like that's going to be weird. That's okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wear something absurd that day so they never come back again. I'll do it. I do have the sombrero. Do we have that in the office? That's supposed to be for Cinco de Mayo. I think we need to get a bigger sombrero this year, though. Remember last Cinco de Mayo? It's so fun, this show. We played mariachi music the whole show. Ole! Oh, gosh, we went all in. It was the best. <laughs> all right, focus. Time to focus. Stacey Abrams. You may know her as Michael Strahan's twin. She, what? It's fine, Chris. She ran for office, of course, in Georgia and lost. Then claimed the election was stolen from her, which is so odd because I remember that being called sedition and treason and undermining democracy and whatnot. But whatever, setting all that stuff aside, Stacey Abrams ran for office, lost in Georgia. Now she's running for office again. So on purpose, Stacey Abrams went in a classroom full of children. They took a picture. She put the picture up on social media. And the picture went viral for all the reasons she didn't want them to. Because Stacey Abrams is sitting there with no mask on. There are a room full of kids behind her who have masks on. And there's Stacey Abrams, big old smile on her face, just begging you to try to kick a field goal. And no mask on. None. 
Okay. What's happening there? Because it's it, look, it's taken the internet by storm. I'm sure you've heard a bunch of people talk about it today. Hypocrisy. I can't believe it. The hypocrisy. Okay. But yeah, that's hypocrisy, of course. But first, let's just go over something real quick because I want to make sure you understand this. This is not new. Stacey Abrams is not the first. Understand that the people in charge started violating their own coronavirus rules immediately. Because you can't, you can't do that thing they'll try to do now. Well, there's a vaccine. Uh, she's vaxxed and boosted. And that's so stupid, by the way. But anyway, no, 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 no. Long before there was even talk of a vaccine, from day one of the lockdown, shut down your business, you're not essential, go home, your school's closed, from day one, the politicians and media people and rich people and celebrities, they were caught time and time and time and time and time again violating their own rules. Not just major politicians, small ones too. Everyone will remember Lori Lightfoot, the, the mayor of Chicago who had to go get her crew cut done after she shut down everyone else's salon. Then she got a private haircut. Then she said, well, I'm the face of the city. Not the best look for Chicago, but still... So everyone remembers that. You may not remember. You can look it up. I forget her name. The mayor of Beaumont, Texas, did the same thing. Obviously a lot smaller than Chicago, but immediately shut down the salons in her town, went out, got a blowout done. Of course she did. Of course she did. But why? Why does this keep happening? Well, here's why CNN thinks it keeps happening. Yeah, I mean, in politics, is it unhelpful? The answer is yes, because now we're talking about it on CNN. Trust me, they're going to be talking about it on Fox News all week long. And so it definitely ain't helpful. The people, though, who are outraged weren't going to vote for Stacey Abrams anyway. From a public health perspective or from a just a pure perspective, did she make a mistake? If my kid was in the classroom, would I be outraged? The answer is definitely not. Uh, Stacey Abrams is not trying to harm children. She was not flaunting our regulations purposefully. She took a picture with her mask off and everyone else had their mask on. So there, there's not an issue there. But politically, she probably wants the day back because now she's going to lose a week or two having to deal with this issue, which is for the most part a non-issue. What, Chris? That's Is that not part of the sound? I, sometimes I add my own endings to the whole things. What? I do. I do. I can't wait. I can't believe we're not having a guest on tonight because I was totally going to do that fart sound thing after I asked the guest a really serious question. And now, no, it'll be fine, Chris. I'll wait until they're right in the middle of the answer. And then just as they're in mid-sentence, I'll just, just play it in the background and see if they even catch it. It'll be great. No, it'll be funny. No, whatever. I think it'll be funny. Anyway, so why does this happen? And I understand this is a tough pill to swallow. Why does this keep happening from the very beginning? Stacey Abrams, Barack Obama, and his hundreds of people at his fancy parties, celebrity athletes, actors telling you to go home, save lives. We're all in this together. And then, of course, they get caught out at some wild party, packed house, no masks. Mayors, Gavin Newsom, Andrew Cuomo, Bill de Blasio, Lori Lightfoot. Why? Andrew Cuomo, or no, Chris Cuomo, stay home, I'm sick with COVID, gets busted five seconds later out in public. Why does this keep happening? Is it because they're hypocrites? No. It's because they're not worried about coronavirus. Now, the reason this is so hard to accept is 
There's been a two-year campaign to make sure you are scared to death of coronavirus. And maybe that was effective. Maybe it was effective early for you. Maybe it's still effective now. And look, I've never been one to deny Corona's existence. It's a nasty little lung bug. If you're old, pre-existing conditions, super fat, certainly not something you want to get. But why? Why do they keep violating their own rules? Because they're not worried about coronavirus, yet they wanted you to be worried about coronavirus. And are you willing... Are you ready to sit down and have the conversation of why? Why would they want you to be so worried when they're not worried at all? I mean, there's no other explanation for why they've been caught 10,000 times. You remember Dr. Burks herself? Forget about the media people and whatnot. We always talk about this one because it's my funniest example. Dr. Burks gets up. Don't travel for Thanksgiving. There's no extended family. Gets off the podium and promptly heads right to the airport and travels for Thanksgiving with extended family. Is Dr. Burks not worried about coronavirus? Mm-mm-mm. All right, we got to talk Olympics and much more. Before we get to that, though, listen to me. My pillow has a sale going on. A good sale. One you're going to want to take advantage of. But you have to go to MyPillow.com and use the code JESSE and you get 50% off, 5-0, off my slippers. Mike Lindell worked on these bad boys for a while. They are like walking on little clouds. You can wear them inside, outside, wear them to the grocery store. I do, to be honest with you. They're wonderful. Oh, they also have an overstock sale going on. Huge discounts on certain pillows, not all of them. Towels, you're really going to love their towels, sheets, and more. But that's for a limited time. And remember, the selection is limited. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Or just call 800-845-0544. Just tell them JESSE told you to call. They'll take good care of you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll get back to your emails and I'll get to this Olympic story in just a second. I have two outstanding stories from the Olympics. No, I'm not watching. I'm not watching the Communist Olympics. Don't get me wrong, but I have great, I have great stories. First, before I get to those, though, did you buy your Eden Pure Thunderstorm yet? Oh, wait a minute. I need to rephrase. Did you buy your Eden Pure Thunderstorms yet? I own three for a reason. Everyone knows the story by now. You're, you're, look, your home acquires smells over time. Cooking, you, it just does. Pets. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm takes them away. It literally takes them away from your home. It cleans the air. It works so well, I bought one. My boys walked into my room and loved how much it smelled. They stole it. And then I went out and bought two more. That's the reality of it. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE3. That's JESSE and the number three. And it saves you $200. 
EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse3. Shipping is free, by the way. EdenPureDeals.com code Jesse3. All right. Before I get to the Olympics that I'm not watching and some emails, it is funny how left-wing groups like the Young Turks are very angry about Joe Rogan using the N-word, dropping N-bombs out there. Here's a little mashup from the fellas, and this is the Young Turks. I apologize. I know these are like difficult words to hear, but words like and You are why I lost my job. He only shot a run, run. This or that. Okay, so they're like, all right, all right, you cover that Jerry Rice look. Whatever, head. His ranch was called head. Which is better, or cracker? It was apparently called head. They were lovers. It don't give a time to learn his lesson. White crackers. Yeah. Does that mean that we can say black? Uh, they caught him on tape saying uh, the N word. You're gonna hear it for yourself in a second. They're never gonna catch me using that word, except when I say it six more times in this recording. <laughs> okay, I work too hard for them to catch me using the word. Okay, no, no. Okay, you get the idea. You get the idea. Let's just be honest about this. Very few people actually care about that word. No, I'm sure if you're a black person, uh, probably not a word you love to hear, right? Because of the history of it. But the people who are out outraged over every time someone gets caught with it, they're not actually outraged over the word. They just understand it's something they can pounce on to destroy somebody. Which brings me to the Olympics. Now, as you know, I'm not watching. I refuse to watch. I oftentimes don't, t I don't tell you what to do. I'm not your dad, but you should not watch the Olympics. We sent our athletes to communist China who just exported a virus to the world on purpose. Remember, China shut down domestic travel and allowed international travel. So they knew they had a virus. They allowed it to go out to the whole world. They did that on purpose, and now the world sends its athletes so Beijing can do some gigantic propaganda event for the Olympics. That's a disgrace. That's a disgrace that anyone's there. So I'm not watching, and you shouldn't be watching, which brings us to these two wonderful stories. They put a smile on my face, Chris, and then we'll get back to some emails and stuff. I love this one. No internet, bad food, and dirty rooms. Olympic athletes struggle in COVID quarantine. Hmm, man, that is... That is too bad, guys. I, I have to tell you, I'm stunned. I thought the totalitarian communist regime that has concentration camps doing human organ harvesting and mass rape, I figured they would treat the athletes well. If I had known the food wouldn't be good, I wouldn't have even come over here. Did you think it was all going to be Kung Pao chicken, guys? Did, did you honestly, did you think that's how that worked? I don't have an ounce of sympathy for any athlete, American or otherwise, who chose to go celebrate those Olympic Games, and now you're mad because you get a little lump of rice. So what? Okay? Come back home. Get a cheeseburger. Stop celebrating communism. Gosh, a cheeseburger sounds good now, Chris. What? We might have to, we might have to get some burgers. I talked myself into it. All right, that's, that's one story. Second story, I love this. And you can say... This is petty and spiteful, and I mean, you'd be right, but nevertheless, I love it. You ever heard of Beverly Zoo, 19-year-old? Probably not. She's some 19-year-old, American-born. She's an American. Figure skater. 
She goes over to Beijing in the Olympics and promptly gives up her American citizenship and then changes her name to Zhu Yi and competes for China. Okay, so I know what you're thinking. Dirty, disgusting traitor. I hate her already. Oh, me too. But it gets better than that. Apparently she sucks. <laughs> she fell down right away. And I think that's hilarious. She ate it right off the bat. I'm just doing all this from reading. And just basically just screwed the team over. She sucked it up so bad. The Chinese team. And then... The Chinese people started coming for her on social media. They're like, who is this deadbeat we just picked up? Give her back to America. And so she has to compete again. And she fell again. <laughs> and broke down in tears on the ice. Oh, wah, wah. Too bad that didn't work out for you. <laughs> Trust me. Hey, look, I have good news for you, Zhu. Um, the good news is this. I know you figure skaters have very, very, very strict weight restrictions. I mean, they really, they really put the clamps on you. Believe me when I tell you, that's not going to be a problem for you after the Olympics, after you embarrass China on the international stage. I'll never forget this. See, my parents, you know, my parents didn't do politics, right? But my dad won't even remember this conversation, but I'll remember it as long as I live. There were Olympics going on. Had to be summer, summer Olympics, 88. Chris, were there summer Olympics in 88? Look it up, idiot. Don't raise your hands up. I hate to interrupt your video games or whatever you're doing over there. Anyway, sorry. I had to yell at Chris real quick. But th there were Olympics in 88. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. So that would have made me seven years old. I remember this. I remember looking at my dad, and I don't remember what I saw on TV. You remember, that was still the communist Soviet Union back then. And I remember the Soviets had won something, and it was like they, the athletes were just being celebrated like gods. And I didn't know anything about communism or freedom or anything that, like that back then. I looked and I looked at my dad. I'll never forget it. And I said, Dad, I bet it'd be sweet to win a gold medal for the Soviet Union. I bet you get treated like gold in that place. And he looks down at me and he says, yeah, probably. But if you come in fourth, you starve for four years. <laughs> dad always had a way of putting things so young Jesse understood them. I said, ah. You know, that's probably a good point. <laughs> that's, that's probably not a healthy thing. to. That's not a healthy place to be. All right, back to what we were talking about at the beginning. Let's go. You know what? You know, it's time to lighten the mood here in the show, Chris. I'm going to ask the public for 100 days to mask. Just 100 days. That was 431 days ago. <laughs> Gosh, 431 days ago. And picture this. All these people out there still wearing masks. I know you know someone like that. I even see them here in Texas. Gosh, your stupid mask is stupid and it doesn't do anything. And take it off your kid's face before you make them stupid like you're stupid. All right, that's enough. We're going to have fun. We're going to make fun of Joe Biden. We're going to make fun of ESPN. It's just going to be nothing but immaturity and emails from now on. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show final hour of the Jesse Kelly show on a Monday. And before I forget a couple things, if you missed medal of honor Monday, if you missed any of the previous two hours of me, the Jesse Kelly show now with even more Jesse Kelly, 
because <laughs> we didn't have a guest and no calls tonight. You can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. It's important. Look, Chris, it's important to know that I know what I'm doing, and you know I know what I'm doing. I don't want to get going because I keep you here too long because you know all what I'm about to, what I've said, and you know what I've done, and you know what we're doing, and you know what I know what you're doing. But let me close with this. <laughs> well, now that that's clear, thanks, Joe. <laughs> Honestly, can you imagine if you idiots were to put together uh, an entire Biden cut? You'd have to cut it up. It would be five to 10 minutes long of just Biden saying, oh my gosh, it could be 20 minutes long. The guy can't talk. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. One more thing. I'm not, look, we opened up talking a little bit more about the Rogan stuff and, and why you can't apologize and why you're dealing with what you're dealing with when it comes to these communists. You're dealing with people who only want to destroy. So you have to deal with them in that way. You can't, you can't deal with them as if they're people who are trying to negotiate with you or, or they're genuinely offended. They live to destroy everything and everyone, including themselves, by the way. They'll eventually destroy themselves. That's what they do. And one of the things that has been amazing, and, and, and I'm not personally invested in the Joe Rogan thing because I'm not friends with him. I don't know him. I'm not enemies with him. I just don't know him at all. I heard he's a good dude. I don't know. Watching his friends come out against him. His own friends. Guys, he knows. The Rock. I mean, you know The Rock. Is it every daggone movie now? You know The Rock. The Rock comes out, gives like kind of like some kind of half voice thing of support for Joe. And then some communist scumbag said, but oh, didn't you hear? He, he said the N-word before. The Rock immediately just turns and runs for the hills. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. That's funny because this is The Rock. Now, Mick Bowley as a best-selling author. It seems like you have a little problem understanding the English language. Yeah, among other things. So for your own benefit, let The Rock tell you, let him tell you in Swedish. What? Swedish? All right. I was actually planning on ripping on The Rock, but that's actually pretty funny. But no, quit, quit. It's fine. We can make jokes. But no, it all seriousness, your friends cut and run on you too. And I'll tell you, remember, historically, that is another thing that hits you when you read a lot about communism and all the places. It's the same everywhere. It always takes the same pattern. China and Cambodia and Soviet Union and everywhere, everywhere. It always takes the same pattern of people you think are supposed to be on your side. They're again, they end up turning on you, collaborating with them. I remember I was just reading uh, Bloodlands. I'm reading Bloodlands right now. Great book. Uh, if you want to learn more about communism and uh, th not for kids, communism and Hitler and all kinds of stuff. It's ugly, but it's real about when they were hunting down all the Poles. They were busy hunting down all the Poles. This was a big Soviet thing. Everything was blamed on Polish collaborators and Polish intelligence. So they would not only hunt down Poles, they would hunt down anyone who knew Poles and like, they'd just kill everybody. And one of them was a Polish lady. And she decided she would just side with the communists. And she'd report on, I know this guy's Polish. This guy's got some Polish blood. Eh. Eventually she was lined up against the wall and shot in the head too for being Polish. But they all turn on each other too. They all do. Well, that was bright and sunny, Chris. I think we should, I think we should, I think we should probably move on now. Let's talk about something good. Let's talk about Bill Maurer. When did Bill Maurer start making sense?
Bill Maurer is one of the most sensible guys out there right now. Listen to this guy. He's a card-carrying leftist. It's time to do what a growing list of countries have done and announced. We're going back to something more like normal, beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids. But making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits... Unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education, their sanity, and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, believes COVID originated in a lab. And now our intelligence agencies agree it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure it out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. (laughs) But how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet L.A. County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events, like we'll be at the Super Bowl. Well, (laughs) supposed to. It's all theater, watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food, maskless at dinner while sitting but not standing. I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science? Let me tell you something that I think is happening out there, and I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. I mean, let's be honest, I'm not wrong, but in all seriousness, I'll tell you something that I do think is happening out there. John Hayward, he's a friend of mine with Breitbart. I might have him on. You know what? I might have him on to discuss this concept. We've had him on before. He's just a very, very sharp guy. He said something earlier today, and I've had this going through my head. I want to make sure I give him credit for it because then I'll steal credit later on and act like it was my idea. He said, quote, the Wuhan coronavirus arrived just as people across the free world were losing trust in the integrity and competence of their elites. The pandemic response richly justified that loss of trust, but also gave the ruling class what it needed to strike back and subdue the masses. Okay, I agree with that for the most part. But I do think I do think what's happening out there right now that something is changing. I've told you this before, it feels like something is massive is changing. It feels like the world is going through a turning. And what I mean by that is it feels like there are there are periods of time in history where everything changes. Like the early 20th century was one of those times when especially the European powers, they had all been ruled by these monarchs forever. And the world just kind of, I mean, after a while decided it was done with that. And through various means, some great, most of the time it's ugly. They decided, ah, we're gone. We're leaving that. We're changing everything. That's how the West, you know, became known as the home of freedom and democracies and Republican things like that. And it doesn't always look good and it's not always pretty. And sometimes it's murderous and horrible. But I'm not saying we're about to go through something like that. But I am saying this. All the leaders of the West now, virtually all of them, 
all is probably not fair. Virtually all the leaders of the West, they're all despots now. They're all globalists. They don't care about their own country. All they care about is this global elite, global economy thing they have going. They don't care about anything but gaining more power, using the power they have, keeping power, expanding their money situation. That's all they care about. When you get to a a situation like that, their time is short. Now, I don't know what short means because historically that takes on different it takes on different meanings. I mean, it could be a year. We got something big blow up on us. It might be a hundred years, but in hist- in you know the historical sense, that's a short amount of time. That's what it feels like out there right now. It feels like people have had enough. It feels like people are getting ready to start pushing back in a hard way. You do understand what's going on in Ottawa now is a really, really, really big deal, right? And the despotic regime up there, they don't have any idea how to deal with it. They've sent out the cops to seize the fuel and propane tanks from the convoy so they can't heat their trucks up at night. There is a discussion as we speak about sending the Canadian military in to descend on a bunch of freedom-loving truckers. This is not a small thing. This is not taking place in North Korea. This is taking place in Canada. Canada! You just heard Bill Maurer bring it up. I'll bring it up too. Across Europe, the leaders across Europe are so worried about their place in power, they're lifting mask restrictions and vaccination restrictions. There have been so many nasty protests in the streets. They're backing off. They're backing off. It feels like the hold on power the elites have is not that strong. That's what it feels like. All right. CNN, they have a new employee. Let's have a discussion about why these things happen, how that happened. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But do you own a firearm or two or three? I'm sure you do. You know that you have an obligation and I have an obligation to practice with it. We must. It's not enough just to have one. We have to become good at it. Well, that's easier said than done. Got a 20-minute drive to the range. They got then How much money in ammo do I have to shoot? What's my responsibility there? It gets expensive now. Well, that's why you have Mantis X. Remember, Mantis X is used by special forces. Marine Corps Boot Camp Paris Island, they use Mantis X. Army uses Mantis X. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using it. You don't fire a shot. You practice right there in your house, and it gives you feedback and improves your shooting. It's that easy. All you have to do is go to mantisx.com and get one today. Just attaches to whatever weapon you have. You practice in your home. Mantisx.com. Don't just hope you're ready. Make sure you're ready. Mantisx.com. This music's terrible. What is this, Chris? What is it? That's Smashing Pumpkins. That explains all of it. That explains everything. You want to know what good music is, Chris? You really want to know? This is good music. I am the Frito Bandido. I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Oh, that's so beautiful, Chris. I know you want to sing along. Don't roll your eyes. I know you want to sing along. I love this. I still can't get over this Eric Adams mayor in New York. Just 
There is no such thing as a quiet vegan. They don't exist. I eat a plant-based centered. Oh my gosh! Please no! I can't! I I can't! The second the second you hear plant-based, just turn and run for the hills. I can't. Let's get to some emails. Anxious to hear about your adventures, oh great oracle! How was the Ted Cruz last weekend? Said I can use this name. Oh well, remember? Was it last weekend, Chris? Well, it wasn't yesterday. It was the weekend before. It was the weekend before I was gone. I was gone that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And what happened was there was a big event up in up in Fort Worth, Texas. I went up there and hung out with Clay Travis. Obviously, you know who Clay Travis is. And Ted Cruz was there. Congressman Chip Roy was there. Like all, all the hardcore right-wingers, conservatives kind of got together to, to collaborate on some things. I'll tell you, it's fun. If, if I could just be honest here about something. It is still a little odd for me that, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just white trash Jesse, right? I mean, I, I eat red lobster. I prefer hamburger helper over normal meals. I, I I drink cheap beer. Yes. I, yeah. Chris just brought up spray cheese. Uh, This is no joke. Just a little bit earlier, we were told by corporate, we had to put in an order for office supplies. The only thing I put on there was one of those big tubs of cheese balls. And Chris had to put a little addendum on there so they knew it was serious. This is from Jesse. I'm serious. He wants this. So I mean, this is me. So when I end up at when I end up at an event with you know a bunch of senators and a bunch of celebrities and stuff like that, I'll be honest. It still is a little odd. And I'm not you know I'm not the starstruck type. I'm not the one. I can I get a picture with you? But it is a little odd. I do look around and think I don't think I should be here. There's something. <laughs> someone screwed something up. Why am I here? Oh, that reminds me. Tonight, my show on the first TV, it may be the best show I've ever done. I mean, I think I, I can't, I, I actually can't say that yet, but I just, I, I was trying to say it for promotional reasons, Chris, I have a TV show every single night, 9 PM Eastern time on the first. All right, go enjoy. It's free. Download it on your app or, or smartphone or, or pad or smart TV, whatever. Dear menu whisper. You're correct, that, you're correct that ketchup is hi, a highly overrated condiment. Unfortunately, your admission that you put ketchup on hot dogs has greatly damaged your credibility. The National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, Chris, find out if that's a real thing, put out an official statement advising no one over 18 should put ketchup on a hot dog. Heck, even a dummy like Barack Obama has publicly stated you put, shouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. Do your taste buds even work? He said, I can use my name. He said, I can use this name that he's not ashamed for standing up for hot dog integrity. <laughs> his name's Phil. Okay, hold on. I'm not going to be billed as pro-ketchup. I'm not, I'm not anti-ketchup, but ketchup on a hot dog pops. It's not the ketchup that makes it pop. It's the ketchup mixed in with the onions, mixed in with everything. It's, I'm telling you, it is. Oh, no, this is about Billy Joel. Remember, I revealed on Friday, we saw Billy Joel was doing a tour, and we got excited because that's my era, right? I love me some Billy Joel. And so we went out, the wife and I, we bought two tickets, and then I came on the air and said, I actually don't even know if he's some communist. Did I just violate my own put-your-money-where-your-morals-are rules? Oh, I hope this email's wrong, Chris. Email is, you struck out with the Billy Joel tickets in his book, he self-identifies as a communist. Oh, no. 
pretty sure he isn't really a commie, but he is an idiot who happens to be a talented musician. I'm going to have to sell the tickets. Wait a minute. Is that okay to sell the tickets, Chris? We already have the tickets. At the same price I bought them? Okay. Okay. I don't know what the right to see. This is difficult. These are discussions we have to have. I don't know how to live in this world. Dang it. I wanted to go see a Billy Joel concert. Mighty soothsayer. If you want a sports replacement for the NFL, I'd highly recommend professional rodeo. Performances start with Star Spangled Banner and a prayer. The arena has stars and stripes everywhere. At least that's the case during Nebraska's big rodeo in Burwell. Plus dimes on horseback galloping around the arena carrying the flag and not a commie in sight. Go ahead and say my name, which is Gary Ingraham. Just pronounce it correctly, Ingraham. If Gary is too difficult to figure out, maybe you should go back and get your community college degree. <laughs> you know what? That's not very nice, Gary. All right, that's not very nice one, too. I actually grew up in Montana, Gary, so I am well aware of rodeos. And I will tell you this, I'd highly recommend them. And maybe you're, maybe you're a city slicker. Maybe you're listening to me and you've rarely ventured outside of New York City. Trust me on this. They're more fun than you think they are. It is a fun crowd. The people are fun. The food is fun. What, Chris? That is a good point. There, there is... There is uh, <clears throat> I don't want to discourage anyone from the rodeo. I, I really do think you should go... Uh, it's a bit of an odor, a bit of an odor. The uh, the animals are certainly well fed. I will, I'll put it to you that way. They, they are they are well fed animals, and because they are animals, they they don't actually use the bathroom. So everything's kind of right out there in the arena and getting trampled on. And so there there's an odor. I uh, definitely the ladies may have a little bit of a stronger reaction to it. Maybe bring along a little extra perfume to dab in your nose or something like that. It's not that bad. Look, the food's good. Right, get yourself some nachos, and then you can't smell it at all. It is a fun event. I'm well aware of rodeos. They're a blast. Dear Four-Eyed Elite Oracle, you mentioned Whoopi Goldberg is going to take a two-week vacation and hammer some Little Debbies. Did I say that, Chris? That was, oh, I did. That wasn't nice. You know, that wasn't nice. Was, it, was that a dig at you thinking she's a lesbian or that she's fat? This deplorable listener needs to know. One, I genuinely thought she was a lesbian when I called her a lesbian. What, Chris? Oh, she dated Ted Danson? Really? I thought Ted Danson was a... I mean, I guess I'm not the one to ask, but I thought he was a pretty good-looking dude. Jeez, Ted. Yeah, look, hey, look, everyone needs a slump buster now and then. I'm not here to judge. All right, whatever. I mean, I guess it depends on how long you've been deployed. All right, you know what? This is not this is not right, Chris. This is not nice. We're going to move on to something more serious. I promised the CNN topic. I'm going to give you a little inside baseball stuff. Hang on. I like it, Chris. Hey, Chris, you know what song I want you to play? In fact, just go ahead and dig this up now because now I really want to hear it. Now I have impulse control problems. That song, War. War, good God, y'all. You know what I mean? That's a good song. Would you rather I sing it? You can, I'll sing it, Chris. You either dig it up or I'll sing it myself. And you know what else is going to be cool? If I add background music to the war stuff. No, listen, if I add, no, this will work. If I add background sounds and make it sound like there's a war going on. 
See that? No, it's fine. That's this is no, it'll be good. It'll be good. All right. Jonah Goldberg joins CNN as a contributor after leaving Fox News. You may not know who Jonah Goldberg is. And if you're outside of political circles, you certainly don't know who Jonah Goldberg is. Here's something you need to know. He was a writer. Well, I guess he still is a writer. Uh, one of those conservative writers, very, very DC snob type for a long time. And then Donald Trump came along. And jo- Jonah Goldberg made a mistake that a lot of people on the right made. Jonah Goldberg spent way too much time surrounded by people who told him how smart and influential he was, and he did not realize he wasn't that important. So he went hardcore anti-Trump. Well, well, that didn't do any good because Donald Trump was out there packing stadiums and five people read Jonah Goldberg. Eventually, Donald Trump becomes president. Jonah lacks the humility to step up and say, okay, I realize that was over the top with the anti-Trump stuff. He's not all bad. Look, I had to swallow my pride, remember. I hated Trump's guts in the primary. Then he got elected. I voted for him, but I thought this is going to suck. He's some kind of New York liberal. He was a pretty good president. Then I had no problem saying it. I've never been more thrilled to be wrong. Jonah couldn't do that. Too much pride, whatever the case may be. Then he was hired as a contributor for Fox News. Now, here's the real story. He wasn't interesting. And you got to be interesting to be on TV, otherwise you're not going to last. So if you're not interesting, but you want to be on TV, you, CNN is where you belong. What, Chris? Chris, that's not very nice. Chris just asked how I'm on TV. You know what? That's not very nice, Chris. That's not very nice at all. All right, seriously. So Fox News wasn't going to bring Jonah Goldberg back. Well, if you're somebody like Jonah Goldberg, again, you lack the humility to simply step up and say, ah, I'm not being brought back to Fox. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm going to go, you know, keep going with my career. Instead, he made this big public display that he was somehow leaving because of Tucker Carlson's January 6th, uh, January 6th special, which wasn't true at all. He wasn't having his contract renewed. Is it so he did the, you can't fire me, I quit thing. Yeah, it's, you know, Chris will do that one of these days. We're just going to drive him out of the office. Anyway, I just got announced today. He joins CNN CNN as a contributor. And for what you need to know, this is what that means when you get signed as a contributor. You don't have a show. Fox News has these, MSNBC has these, CNN has these. My network, the first, we have these. What a contributor is, there's somebody you bring into the fold, and all the contracts are different, so I can't give you numbers because, honestly, I don't know what they are. I'm not a contributor. I'm a host, so I don't know. But as a contributor, let's say uh, the first brings you into the fold. And they make you a first contributor. Well, they pay you. I'm assuming it's salary, but I don't know. They pay you to do that. But there's a catch to it. You do really need to make yourself available when they say they want you to be available. So if the first was to hire uh, Chris to be a contributor, which they'd never do. They really try to find talented people. But if they were to find Chris to be a contributor, that's good. We all know Chris would take the money, but... There's a cost to that. That means if the first calls at 8 o'clock tonight and Chris is getting ready to eat some, I don't know, latkes or something like that with his old lady, Chris has got to go into the studio and do some film work. That's just all there is to it. Got to go on TV and be interesting. So General Goldberg joins CNN. What's the story here? Well, here's the story. It's important. We have enough battles to fight right now that you don't waste time 
with these hardcore never Trump guys who used to be on the right and now all they do is dog on the right and dog on the right and dog on the right. I see so many people on the right who get mad at these guys and they spend all day long yelling at them and stuff like that. Just ignore them. At some point in time, they ran out of options and a man's got to eat. So they decided that since there wasn't any more right-wing money to gather up because everyone on the right hated them, well, they were just going to seek out and find some left-wing money. Now, you can say that's terrible or that's unprincipled or whatever, and all that stuff's fine. All that stuff's true. That's fine. But that doesn't change the facts. That doesn't change the facts. Remember, you have to understand always what you're dealing with. When you're dealing with the never-Trump types, You're just dealing with boring people who lost their influence, got kicked out of the club, and now they get paid to be spiteful. That's all you're dealing with, all right? Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan needs to understand what he's dealing with. He's not dealing with people who care about his apology. I'm making this video to talk about the most regretful and shameful thing that I've ever had to talk about publicly. There's a video that's out that's a compilation of me saying the N-word. It's a video that's made of clips taken out of context of me of 12 years of conversations on my podcast, and it's all smushed together, and it looks horrible, even to me. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years, but it's not my word to use. I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist. Joe, they don't want your apology. They don't. Because it's not that... It's not that I think Joe Rogan's a bad guy. I think he's probably a really good guy, and I hear he's a really good guy. He just does not understand what time it is. He doesn't understand what he's dealing with. Look, this is look. This is a great example. This is going to sound unrelated, but it's not. This is the headline. Canadian father loses custody of his children over vaccination status. He has three kids. The judge ruled that he posed as a health threat. And they took his three kids away from him. I mean, if I could, not that I had, not that he needs my advice. Joe Rogan's enormously successful. He'll be fine. He's a very superstar. But if I could tell him something, I would let him know, buddy, you're dealing with people who would break up your family without a moment's hesitation for disobedience. You're not dealing with people who want an apology. You're dealing with monsters. You're dealing with monsters. We are dealing with monsters. Listen, listen to these people. Do these, do these sound like reasonable people? Who are we to criticize China's human rights records when we have ongoing uh, attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens and we've got assaults on the voting rights of, of our people of color in various states in this country? Where can you choose that that's free? Uh, and, and, and look at some of the other recent hosts of the games, including Russia and 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 some other recent places. It's very hard to find a country that isn't problematic when it comes to human rights, including here. Remember, we, we had athletes boycott going to Mexico City because of the human rights issues in the United States in 1968, most notably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He just compared America with communist China. 
That's the people we're dealing with here. These are the people we're dealing with. Oh, forget about China's human rights violations. Did you know we're asking people for ID when they vote? That's basically just as bad. It's hard to accept that these are the people who run your society now, who run my society now. But nevertheless, these are the people who run us. That's it, it. I wish it wasn't this way. I know you wish it wasn't this way. I mean, look, Joe. Joe understands perfectly well that it shouldn't be this way. I don't want to get going because I have to keep you here too long because you know all what I'm about to, what I've said and you know what I've done and you know what we're doing and you know what I know what you're doing. Let me close with this. <laughs> Joe gets it. All right. We have headlines I didn't get to next. I'll get to a couple more emails. Speaking of putting your money where your morals are, have you switched to Pure Talk yet? Have you switched to Pure Talk? Are you still sending your cell phone money every month to Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T? You know they hate you, right? And you know the average family saves over 800 bucks a year when they switch to Pure Talk? You don't sacrifice service. They're on the exact same network as one of those big guys. And look, you want to keep your phone? Keep it. You want to keep your number? Keep it. You want a new phone? New number? Fine. Change. It's fine. From your cell phone. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. And this month, you'll save an additional 25% for your first three months. Dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Remember, a patriotic company, one that actually shares your values. Send your money there every month. Dial pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. I'm going to get to headlines I didn't get to here in just a second. Let's also remember we're going to have to suffer through years of this, aren't we? Just years and years and years of this. I eat a plant-based centered life. Oh, my gosh. Please, no more. No more. (laughs) Look, think for yourself, all right? Teach your kids to think. How do you do that? Well, um, Annie's Genius Box. I've been telling you about Annie's Genius Box. Every single month, they send a box to your front door. It's like Christmas for your kids, trust me. They'll geek out on it, and you get to take pride in your kids opening them. Three hands-on activities every month. STEM-themed, like geology or aerodynamics or something like that. They'll they'll be building robots. They pull out all these little bags, and then they pull out a top-secret mission envelope. They're really, really, really cool, and they get your kids thinking, thinking about stuff you want them thinking about. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, and you actually save 75% on your first box. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. 75% is not small. That's big. Look, even Chris might spend that money. Annie'sKitClubs.com slash radio. All right. Without further ado. And now. Here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. New Jersey mask mandate in schools to end March 7th. This is starting to happen across America. New Jersey, California, a lot of the hardcore communist places are starting to lift these mass mandates. All you need to take from this is 
Those internal poll numbers for the Democrats must be really, really, really bad. To turn on a dime from mask up forever, get 19 boosters to, oh, let's get rid of these masks. Man, they must be ready for a beating in the midterms. Breaking. Rumble offers Joe Rogan $100 million to join the platform. Rumble's one of these video sites like YouTube, only they, they're a free company. They allow freedom. Look, this is the good news about Joe Rogan. And remember something. This is going to hopefully help you. Whatever your field, talent still gets paid in the end. Make it hard for them to fire you and make it easy for someone else to hire you. Joe Rogan's going to be fine even if the communists get him kicked off Spotify. Why? He's so good at what he does, everyone else will start chucking money at him. Gosh, $100 million? Can you even believe it, Chris? We could buy that missile bunker that's for sale in Kansas for like 300000 I want it so bad. Here are all the times Biden administration has called for big tech to censor people. I realize we're so used to this administration acting like complete despotic nutballs, that honestly, it doesn't move the meter for us anymore. But you do get, you do get the, it's not normal for the president of the United States of America to call on private companies to censor his political opponents. That's, that's a really, really, really big deal. That's a really big deal. That is, uh, man, it's getting ugly around here. Gun violence. Most Americans want stricter enforcement. Not new laws. What does stricter enforcement mean? This is what drives me nuts about this stuff. What what do you mean by stricter enforcement? 63% of American adults believe United States needs stricter enforcement of existing gun laws. Do they? What does that mean? What exactly do you mean by that? Stricter enforcement. I don't think anyone even understands what they talk about anymore, which is exactly how we got in this situation, Chris. Vermont plans to enshrine legal abortions right up to birth. You know what? Maybe the ESPN guy did say we are just as bad human rights rise as China is. Headline, video shows systemic issues with Pennsylvania elections. Just want to remind everybody that Pennsylvania was the spot of a lot of very, very eyebrow-raising activity during the 2020 election and Pennsylvania is a critical swing state to win the presidency. And also, the Biden administration has been flying illegal immigrants by the plane load to Pennsylvania in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'm not making any connection there at all. I'm sure all that's very much on the up and up. Canada Freedom Convoy. Ottawa police arrest seven and threaten charges for others caught bringing fuel to truckers. Just want to remind you, like two years ago, Canada was the friendly neighbor to the north, and now the Ottawa Police Department will arrest you for carrying fuel. Remember, it doesn't take freedom long to disappear. What, Chris? Do I think we could take them? Oh, we could definitely take the Ottawa Police. So, in all seriousness... The Ottawa police are in deep trouble because the trucker they can't handle the truckers. There are way too many of them. The, the Ottawa truckers can take... No, I'm serious. Easily. They're already talking about bringing in the military. And, and the governments, especially Western governments, this is not normal for them. They're not used to this. Other governments around the world have faced this before, but Western governments have never grown so despotic that they were faced with free people saying, uh, 
we outnumber you by a lot, by a significant margin. Remember this. This is a wild stat, but it's true. Private American gun ownership far, far out, 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 outpaces the military and every single police and sheriff's department combined. And I mean by a mile, the American people are more armed than the military and all the cops combined. This, this thing we have where the power lies, it really is with the consent of the governed. It really is. As soon as the governed decide they don't consent anymore, well, it's already over. And all the despots know it too. Competitive eater defeats giant bunny and salad eating contest. I'd be so embarrassed. If I was a competitive eater and I ate salad, you come on. We all know what we want. We want to see you out there kamalaing hot dogs and stuff. Headline: Shaquille O'Neal says gorillas freak out when he comes near, and the Zoo Miami Zoo Miami executive confirms. Shaq really is enormous. He is a gigantic human being, and that was back when I watched the NBA. I remember I used to just marvel that Shaq. Shaq would take other really, really big guys, like seven-foot senators, or senators, seven-foot centers, and he just ragged all of them. She'd just push them around like they were little kids on the court. It's amazing. Maskless Obama meets with architects working on his new multi-million dollar Hawaii beachfront mansion, and it's wonderful. You see this picture of Obama and all the construction guys, everyone else in the picture is wearing a mask, and there's Obama without a mask. Just remember, when Obama threw that big birthday party of his, that was right in the middle of when they told... Remember the Delta variant? It seemed like it was only here for 15 minutes, but they told us the Delta variant is here. It's much more contagious, and it's much more deadly. Everyone's going to die. And then Obama said, hey, everyone, come on out to my place. We're partying it up. Woo, we're going to dance. Remember someone actually leaked a video of it online and they were out there dancing on the dance floor. No masks, baby. Big private dinners. But hey, go ahead and put that mask on little Aiden, Jaden, and Braden. China 2022 Olympic Games are a ratings disaster down 43% from the 2018 Games. Praise God. At least people are getting it. Look. Keep your chin up. It was a blast tonight. It was a blast again tomorrow. I can't guarantee we're going to have phone calls tomorrow, but we're going to have emails. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send them in. We read them all. That's all. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.